Now then, how is your summer fitness shaping up? By now, some of us have been out for a ride, the weather's been good, we might have done our first few sportives, our first few races of the season, and we're sort of going, well, where is my fitness at? What's been happening? You know, what have I got to still work on? And probably thinking, is my winter training, has it been right? Has it been doing what I want it to do? And we've been out on rides with loads of you, and we've been discussing this in our little packs of riders, and, you know, what have you been doing this winter? And, you know just changing ideas and so I'm doing this podcast because there seem to be three common themes going on which I think are really interesting and I want to explore them so today we're going to go through three sort of broad areas of how you've probably approached your winter training and what you're discovering about your fitness now coming into summer and potentially asking is that right what you can do about it so tell you what Let's just get stuck in. Now, these three ideas that I've got in my head, and please comment and, and share your thoughts on it, but it's quite broad, but I think people tend to fall into one of these three categories. And that is, number one, in the cold winter, you've been out doing some rides when you can, when the weather's been okay, wrapped up a bit warm, riding with a few mates, doing some stuff on your own not really doing too much structure, just trying to enjoy riding your bike as and when you can. But inside, in the evenings, you've been going to the gym and maybe you've been going swimming and doing taking some classes. Maybe you've been doing some strength and conditioning type classes at your local gym. Maybe you've joined something like we do here at MapDeck or maybe you've been taking part in some CrossFit or whatever. Uh, maybe even doing something really um, mobility type exercises. So Pilates or yoga that's really going to adjust that. So the first category is a bit of social riding and doing going to the gym um, in the winter. The second one is the Zwift addict. There's someone who's just been glued to the turbo trainer, entering Zwift races, following Zwift workout plans. Maybe you're doing the Sufferfest, just doing lots and lots of hard turbo training sessions of a between 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Um, not really doing a lot of outdoor riding maybe you've been doing walking or something like that or or just riding short hard type of rides you know with your mates as and when the weather comes good but generally speaking keeping things short and fairly intense and the third type of rider probably the type that's getting coached or has been following some sort of self-coach plan is someone who's probably doing some more structured intervals type training um, so working on their vo2 or their peak power or targeting things in much more sort of structured workouts have been doing some strength and mobility training as well and in the winter they've been wrapping up warm going out on long endurance rides steady away and doing those doing those base miles basically what we recommend but you know quite a lot of people struggle to structure it so those are your three rider types um, Maybe you've identified with the one, maybe you're like a bit more like that, a bit more like that, a bit in between. doesn't really matter. You, I think you sort of get the gist. But what does this mean to our training? What are you discovering about your fitness now? Um, let's go through it. So I would say if you were type one, that was the person that's been going to the gym, you know, doing some sort of um, good weightlifting, yoga, pilates, and just fitting and riding when you can. What you're probably finding now is that when you're riding outside, a steady tempo 
feels like you could just do it all day. You probably feel quite comfortable on the bike, you know, because you've been doing that mobility training. It feels like you can sit in that position all day. Um, but I would say that your your lactate tolerance is probably quite low. So when the, the pace kicks up a little bit and things started to hurt and your legs start to burn, your ability to hold that sort of a pace for any length of time is probably feeling quite diminished. Now you might feel quite powerful on the surges. So maybe you do your pull at the front, maybe you attack those little rises or sprint off a little every now and then. But although you might have got quite a powerful kick in you from all that strength training, it doesn't really last very long. And that sort of threshold area of that lactate buildup isn't feeling like the strongest. Feels like you sort of run out of energy quite quickly once you go above a certain level. Now that's okay. That's what to what you to be expected. If you think about it, you've got some good strong muscles in there. Um, you haven't been doing a great deal of volume of actual riding, so the specificity in the training has been fairly low. But hopefully, with all that mobility training, you should feel really, really comfortable. You've probably got quite a strong core, um, and you're just discovering that you can ride your bike all day, every day, you know, pretty, pretty comfortably, just not quite as fast as you want, it'll come. Now, number two, the, the turbo training addict. Now, I used to be this person, I've switched up my training a bit in the last few years, and I definitely recognize these, these signs and symptoms when I go riding with people now. So what you're probably finding now is that your FTP, your functional threshold power is probably sky high. You've been reporting some great figures. Your lactate tolerance is great. Now that you're riding outside and you're starting to do rides that are a little bit longer in duration, you're probably finding that you're very glucose dependent. You're having to eat quite a lot to maintain that output because threshold type of riding, you know, riding in that sweet spot just below that FTP, it's become quite comfortable and you're sort of all right at that sort of sweaty legs burning sort of type of intensity, but probably haven't factored in how much you have to eat to sustain that type of, uh, of intensity. And because most of your volume of training has all been there, you become very conditioned at that. Nothing wrong with that because quite a lot of cycling disciplines, races are about that sort of duration. So you know, your 10 mile time trial, your, your crit race, your cross country mountain bike race, definitely your, um, your cross bike racing are all sort of around that intensity, quite punchy, sweet spot threshold. So maybe that's absolutely exactly what you want, but maybe you're discovering that as you take your holidays to Mallorca or you're doing a long endurance ride, taking part in some cyclosportives, you might be finding them a bit, bit more uncomfortable, uh, than you would like and probably eating a lot more and having to carry a lot more food than you probably want and just struggling with the endurance. And that's okay because you spent quite a lot of time on that turbo. You're going to have sore hips, probably a sore lower back, probably a bit of saddle soreness because you've been sat in like sweaty shorts and stuff all winter, you know, but you know, that's what you're finding. Um, not saying anything's good or bad. Like I say, if you're racing uh, of that sort of hour long distance, that is absolutely spot on. Number three, which is probably more my bag on the endurance side is those people that have been doing some structured training and the coaches have been talking about do your base training do your base training and let's condition out this or train out this limitation and what you're probably finding is that you're kind of okay at everything but not particularly good or strong in any one area 
Um, and that's kind of what your coach has been trying to do with your base <laughs> training. It's been trying to increase your speed aerobically and your energy efficiency, um, trying to increase your VO2 and whatever it is that you've been trying to train out. And as you're getting closer and closer to the event that you're training for, your coach will be trying to get you closer and closer to the specific needs of that event. So you should be at this point where you can almost go down any road and be ready for it at all moment, almost a moment's notice, which is a fantastic place to think be if you're quite a multidisciplinary rider. So maybe you want to do like a, an Ironman one week, but maybe you want to do a sprint duathlon the next week and oh, there's a, a really hilly cyclosportif locally that you really want to do. Um, maybe your local club is organizing some 10 mile time trials and you want to do them some of those you're probably at a point where you'll do okay at everything and with a little bit of extra training in the few weeks leading up to it you can probably address some of those limitations and and get on it what you'll probably find then if you've done this type of training is your speed at aerobic intensities is probably quite surprising that's what i find whenever you coach people like this is that when they're suddenly going outside and they're keeping their heart rate or the power under control, what they're noticing is they're actually going faster <laughs> for what feels like um, the same intensity. And that's absolutely right. You know, that's everything we've talked about, the catabolic, anabolic training, etc. That's that's what that's leading for. So, yeah, what what can we do about it? I mean, I want to keep this a fairly short, punchy, uh, thought-provoking uh, podcast so if you are the you know the la the, the the highly lactate tolerant turbo training addict what can you do now to improve your endurance well it probably won't surprise you to know that the best way to do it is one get comfortable on the bike if you're experiencing things like saddle soreness hip pain back pain shoulder pain the very first thing to do is to sort those niggles out because when you do those sort of short, hard uh, sessions on turbo, you will get, you know, limited mobility. Your muscles will shorten. And if you're going to do anything endurance wise, the pain that you might experience from sitting on a bike poorly is probably going to uh, override any sort of fitness limitations. So first of all, eliminate any kind of pain. You know, and that means you've got to go and start doing your stretching, go and see a sports massage, get some therapy, get that mobility back, you know, learn to sit on a bike again properly with really good posture and, and sort that out. And then not surprisingly, just knock back the intensity a little bit and do some nice endurance rides. Not like the zone two stuff that you might've been doing through the, or been told <laughs> to do through the winter, but just knock it back a little bit. So it's a bit more aerobic, take yourself out of that sweaty zone and just trying to rein it in and increase the volume of training. If you are the been doing a lot of strength training, so you've been going to the gym all winter, doing your yoga, but you haven't really done a lot of riding, the simple thing is is you need to stop going to the gym mostly, really, really cut it back, and you really start need to stop doing some endurance miles and getting the volume of training in in the sport specific. So maybe that's running, maybe that's cycling, whatever it is, but. The only way that you're going to really get better now is to take all that strength and that mobility and actually turn it into you know 
catabolic energy production and sport specific skills. So get out there and ride. <laughs> um, and it probably doesn't really matter what intensity too much. I don't want to think, oh, you've got to do some zone two and some zone three and mix it up, start to enjoy it. Keep, if, if do what feels right. If you're going out on something long, keep the intensity low so that you can go out again. Just think about volume. And if you go too hard, you're not going to be able to do the volume. So find an intensity of riding where you can start gradually increasing the volume of riding that you do. And finally, if you are that rider who's been doing everything right and you're just wondering what to do now, look at the demands of the sport that's coming up and try and find the little things that are really going to make it. So maybe you do a hilly sportive, go and do some hills. Maybe you're doing some mountain biking, now's the time to go and do those short, punchy hills, practice your descents, that sort of thing. You get the idea. Well, like I say, really short podcast um, because I really want to hear your comments and stuff. So go to the Facebook page or the, the Instagram. If you listen to this, let us know whether this is matching up with your experience or whether I've got it all completely wrong, whether some of those tips were useful, whether we should go down a new route with this. I think it's just a really useful discussion that we had while I was riding with you uh, recently. And I just wanted to share it with you. Okay. Super short one. Until the next time, take it easy, everybody. Well done.